from Quite the Thing Media. Over. I am Kev, joined by the wonderful Mr. Craig Fryer. Craig, how are you? Pretty darn good. It's, it's probably one of the most exciting weeks of the year, or traditionally it is. It's WrestleMania week. We usually get one night of action recently. They're milking it. They're going for two nights of action. Uh, it's different. I still don't know if I'm 100% used to it. Um, we we hope to have Sai back, but I think he's still on holiday. Uh, Xander would rather spend time with his girlfriend than talk to you wonderful people, uh, which I know is rather shocking. But you've got the best to anyway. Me and Craig, we're here to do what we usually do, talk about current news, talk about the, the upcoming week, show it some clouds and, and really get rocking and rolling. Um, Craig, what have you been... Caught up. I mean, I, I don't think I've watched like Dynamite for last week. I've definitely not watched Raw, but I might actually stick it on tonight as we record on the on the Monday night because I think we're expecting a wee debut um, to sort of finalise the the WrestleMania card. Um, I haven't watched SmackDown this week. I haven't watched Dynamite. Um, watched <laughs> Raw last week, um, but that's really about it. I have carried on from last week's watch along and went back in time and been watching Raw from 1997 following WrestleMania 13 and I've just started um, the April pay-per-view which was Revenge of the Taker um, but I'm not going to let that product mar my shouting at clouds um, it's WrestleMania season it's uh, one of my favourite weeks of the year and yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's going to be a good show. Um, I mean, <laughs> we could argue, does Seth Rollins actually deserve to be on WrestleMania? Um, well, it's. I may as well. I was going to say this to later, right? We're going to talk about WrestleMania at the end of the show, but I'm never a big fan of I'm not on WrestleMania as a sort of story. It's maybe fine if one person does it. But they seem to do it quite a lot. I think Cena had that a couple of years ago. Um, it's not the first time that they've done this. What's your thoughts on that sort of angle and story? I mean, we know we're going to get Austin back for some sort of show. I know that uh, Rollins was fighting with Owens to see who could interview Austin. Um, is it really that bad for storylines right now that this is what we've, we've got to put out? Simple answer is yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it could be a very simple, straightforward answer, that one. In, ter- in terms of storylines and, and piquing your interest, I mean, I'm, you know, we're both of the age where we like to see the the build sometimes starting at the Rumble or pre-Rumble, um, where you know where you're going. Um, and if you haven't mapped out who... You know, a multiple-time world champion is going to be facing. Um, and that's another argument for another day. It's 
really a case of a guy like Rollins, you could years ago you could just have put him into a a match with someone of his equal calibre and you'd have a nice mid card IC US match. Um or just have him come out and take a bloody choke slam off Taker. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, you're watching 97, and I think when you go back to 97, the plan was um, Austin... Well, there's no real plan for Austin, if I remember correctly. It was for Brett and Sean. That was the sort of... That was the plans that were laid out. But then when that didn't happen, they'd done a pivot and everybody got a good match. You didn't see Austin saying, oh, I'm, I'm not getting my WrestleMania match. That, that really upsets me. Uh, that, that creative just wouldn't have worked. It's it just, I, say, I think it's fine Austin, for a one-off. Austin as the Royal Rumble winner as well. Yeah. And they still can't tell, they still can't tell you, like going back to the podcast with, with Bruce and Corny, what the plan was. That's, that's, no, that, I, that, that's how stacked they were. And again, we're going off on a 1997 tangent, and I could go down that rabbit hole like you. I, I, I quite easily could shove on a raw from '97. It's two hours long, and it just disappears. The time just goes. It's mm. not a slog. Um, the shows, I mean, for all people say about Vince Russo and stuff like that, it, it made the show engaging, and I quite liked it. It, it used to give everyone a storyline. It didn't matter if it was absolute nonsense. I think this everyone was... would have something. I think this was what well, I'm watching right now is actually pre-Russo getting his fingers in the cookie jar. Um, I, was, I think I think he was involved. He may not have been writing the whole things in '97. I know, and I apologise for people who are going off on a tangent like we always do. Um, if I remember correctly, I think he was sort of giving his ideas before he got the full pencil, as the as the the bookers say. One one of the shows I watched was the opening match was Owen and Bulldog against the Godwins. It went about three segments. <laughs> Aye, it's it's crazy, and, and you didn't have the you didn't have the twenty five minute di- dinner theater um, spiel of setting the scene. You had last week on Raw, you know, like uh, previously on Sons of Anarchy, and that's all you need to know to get into what's happened. Huh? Or you'd, ha- um, you'd have that bit, and you'd have that brilliant intro, um, the, like the warehouse intro with the the the, the rock music in it. Oh, aye. Uh, was it still a beautiful people back then? Am I right in saying oh, that? Oh, hell no, they were. And uh, beautiful people was um, SmackDown. It was, um... No, it was Raw before SmackDown. There you go. There's a fact for you. Mm. Um, aye. Uh, but uh, again, we're off on a tangent. We're off on a total tangent. Um, so, if you've not watched Raw, uh, again, that's something that you would. You would never have said in 1987. Oh, no, I've, I've, watched, I've watched Raw. Raw, I haven't watched SmackDown. Oh, you've yeah. got, oh well done. I, I, mean, I, I, sounds I, sarcastic, but... No, no, I've watched Raw. I didn't watch Dynamite because I had to go to the office on Thursday, so normally I watch Dynamite on a Thursday morning. Um, and then Friday, I was like, no, no, no. Just, I was uh, entertaining in Scotland's number one city, Glasgow. Um, well... I've not, I actually meant to watch Dynamite because there's a CM Punk versus, I think it's Cash, which uh, looks like quite a good match. Um, but anyway, again, tangents were off on. So last week we put out the question of who is the notable exceptions from the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, we asked for some feedback and 
you folks truly obliged. We asked for a headliner, a mid-carder, a tag team, a dead person, a female and a celebrity. Um, so I'll run through some of the names and you can say yay or nay, whatever you want, you can jump in. Um, right, so first one we've got Kane, and then the person says, oh, actually, I remember that Kane's in there. Uh, I'll swap him for Lex Luger. So Lex Luger, Goldust, Midnight Express, Brian Pillman, Stacey Keebler, and Cindy Lauper. Any major yays or nays on that list? Um, I always sort of think of the hall as being like, employee recognition uh, and you feel bad for some of the guys that have had long-term careers in WWE and then other teams that have made it in likes of Rock and Roll Express and Harlem Heat, you know? Harlem Heat, he'd never had a match in uh, WWE um, but without a doubt a fantastic tag team um, Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express go together like peanut butter and jelly. So, 100% Stacey <laughs> Keebler, without a doubt. Um, <laughs> Gold Dust, probably his current employment situation would preclude that. Lex Luger seems to, is one that I would have. Um, you know, WrestleMania main eventer, WCW champion, a resume that should get you in. Um, another name there, sorry, Kev? Uh, Midnight, you said, um, who else have we got? Cindy Lauper was the celebrity. There, there's something weird with them, isn't there? There's, Cindy Lauper. I, I think they, they fell out or something. I don't know, because they left her back briefly when um, Slater was doing this, um, his Legends slot building up to Royal 1000. Sure, she was there with Piper, and then Piper had the had the wee gimmick with um, with uh, Heath, which I think what you're the one with a good memory. Good memory the two of us, because you just listed off something that we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Um, in terms of segments, so I still love that legend segment, and for something to cater for our vintage, to have you know. Uh, cocky mid-card, lower mid-card heel, do a little bit of gag on the mic, have a legend come out, two-minute entrance, 30-second squash, bosh, fills a, a wee celebration, fills a much better spot in the show than the 24-7 title. Well, I think everything on the show fills a slot better than the 24-7 title, but again, that is old men shouting at clouds. Uh, who have we got here? Sid, Rick Martell, Steiner Brothers, more on them in a minute, uh, Brian Pillman, Paige, and again, Cindy Lauper. Sid, Sid must. But Sid's quite a big record, isn't he? Beat, we were talking about this offline the other day. Who did Sid beat for the titles? Um, I think he beat Sean for one, he beat Brett for one, didn't he? Beat Sean for one, beat Brett for one. Um became WCW champion but god I think they had about 20 champions that year he definitely uh, I think I had a shot but I think they were like Gaga ones with Nash but when you talk about like, two time WWE champion two time WCW champion a man that's only wrestled at two Wrestlemanias and in both instances was in the main event 
<laughs> so that's that's got to be a notable exception. Not a bad record. Um, I sort of gauge it as well. It's like former champions, WrestleMania main eventers are definitely up there as you know notable exceptions. So I mean, if you look at it chronologically, I think you're missing Bundy for two, and then the next one you're missing is Sid for eight. Okay. Um, I, I actually did a quiz the other day to talk about the people who have been in a WWE title match um, at WrestleMania. I think there's 116 of them. Well, there was up to 30 years ago. I think I got 108. One of them was because I couldn't spell Guerrero. Uh, but anyway, um, Brian Pillman, I think that's a decent shout. But there might well not. I don't know how they left it with his widow. I think. I'm we all sure remember that, sort of. I'm pretty um, sure if you watched Dark Side of the Ring and you offered her a couple of quid to come on <laughs> and accept, <laughs> again, maybe it's his son and the current employer that might be the the sticking. True. Aye, could you go ahead? Well, that's again that one. If somebody's, and please don't laugh at me when I say this. If somebody in WWE is looking a wee bit further down the line, um, that's something they could probably do if they ever employ his son. Um, Paige. Paige is a weird one. She's still employed, but like, she can't wrestle, so you're like, why are you employing her then? Like, and, I don't even, she doesn't even appear. And seems to go on periodic social media rants as well. Yeah. Um, it's a strange one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rick Martell, we were speaking about, who you've got to imagine should be thinking about getting included soon because he doesn't ever speak bad about the company. You don't hear bad things about him. You don't... Uh, you never see him looking the press. No, he's just... He's sort of went away from it all, didn't he? He, was, he built up a, a very good real estate business. Um, I think he was in the crowd for one of those early Night of Champions pay-per-views. You know, you're yeah. talking about um, former AWA champion... I think was he a former tag champion at one point as well? Um, Strike Force, I want to say. Oh, 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 yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's the one, and um, you know, probably the original Iron Man of the Rumbles. Um, yeah, ninety-one. Yep, and a, and a, and, a, and just generally a solid hand. Good program with um, Jake Roberts for seven uh, with the blindfold match. Yeah, summer. Which, I mean, as a gimmick, is terrible, but. It's the fact that the crowd were so involved in it and pointing every time Jake pointed, the big cheer would go up. Yeah, I don't think we'll do a watch along for it, but um, yeah, it's pretty darn good. Uh, who else have we got here? Um, Vince, I don't think Vince will ever go in his, his own Hall of Fame until he's dead. Uh, Shamrock, <laughs> Chris Benoit, there's no chance of that one. Uh, Hollywood Blondes and Andy Kaufman. Is Andy Kaufman already in the Hall of Fame? No, and Andy Kaufman wasn't WWE, uh, wasn't WWE he was Memphis. Aye, uh, that, that doesn't matter, as you know. Um, Michelle McCool, Owen Hart, well, we know why Owen's not in it. That's that's a widow situation. Um, Demolition? Um, they're part of a class action lawsuit going. Yeah. Um, Billy D. I sued WWE more times than you'd care to remember. Uh, Barry Dorsal, I tell you what, should, should be in. Um, and probably as part of demolition. 
um, Brian Adams. Difficult, but demolition. I mean, demolition is a, a tag team from what WrestleMania four that pretty much held the belts until SummerSlam ninety. So two and a half years bar dropping it to the Brainbusters and the Colossal Connection. Oh, well, there's Haku. Um because Haku and Andre just did there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so I mean that's that's two and a half years at the top of the ladder um, versus the rock and roll or what Survivor Series 93 and um, the 1998 NWA invasion. And I said about that, the bear. Um, but I think there's a couple of good shows. I mean, I think WWE now know that they're not in a rush to put everyone in. We'll sort of get to some people when they get to them. They're probably pretty glad they got Scott Hall in when they did. Um, well, another one. <laughs> I don't know, and, and that's that's the thing that I, there's people that really rate it, and I get a little bit peeved when you know you could have put someone in when they were alive. Um, Vader, Vader and Dr. Yeah. Hansen in 2016, he basically said, "I've got two years to live." You could have done that. Uh, Jim Neidhart goes in the year after he dies. You know, so I mean, I think you want, sometimes they want to shy away from putting too many dead people in, but yeah, when you've got the chance to put them in, take that chance. You know, I mean, you didn't have to put, you know, Edge in the year after he retired or, you know, Sonny and Lita and uh, Beth when they're, in their, when they're in their 30s. Because you'd imagine there should be more time to put them in. Sunny, mm, depends what week it is if she's in or out of jail. Um, well, they, but... well there's, there's another one for the for the females. You know, if you talk about that genre, Sable and Terry Runnels. Sable, I say, well, <laughs> uh, I'll give you Sable. <laughs> yeah, te- te- you love Terry, don't you? Spoiler. She is your favourite diva, isn't she? Oh, hell yeah. Um, Sable should be in there, because Sable, like it or not, Sable drew ratings. Um, she wasn't a women's wrestler like you get today. She wasn't a Becky or a, a Charlotte or a Sasha or anything like that, but she drew ratings, probably more ratings than anyone's drawn these days. Uh, and, of course, she's Brock's wife. It's a strange one. It's a strange one, but um, his, uh, well, she sued the company a couple of times as well, but she's no, came but back she since then. So. Came back. I mean, that's also a strange one. Then they've never even felt the need to try and mention um, mention Sable and WWE TV. Although we are recording this the day after the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we get a. Uh, a sable line from Roman Reigns, then <laughs> I doubt Vince watches the Oscars. Oh uh, my God, could you imagine the slap from Brock, though? <laughs> um, so that's some notable receptions. It's, it's just it's interesting to see where people go with that. Um, but this year, I think we've mentioned that the, as we recalled, it was announced the Steiners are going to this year's Hall of Fame. 
they're going in with Queen Charmel, who again, if you're if you're talking about notable exceptions, Miss Elizabeth isn't in yet. Uh, Vader, and of course um, Taker. Now, the Steiners, I, I always loved the Steiners, but to me they're a WCW tag team. But and that's that's not a slant on them. That's that's nothing bad. It's just that the nineteen eighty three run with WWE was it's all right, but. I think it was one of those sort of cycles where there's not a lot of teams for them to face. I think there was like the Hedge Drinkers and the Beverly Brothers, but am I, am I wrong in saying that? There just wasn't the competition there? No, and it was, if you look at the, the year that they left, it, it probably got even worse. I mean, they came in, they um, defeated the Beverly Brothers at the Rumble. Um, Money Inc. were the tie champs, so they're on their way to face the Mega Maniacs at WrestleMania 9. So Steiners against the Head Strinkers. It's cool. In I can't remember the King Ag. It might be like an eight man or something like that. And they um they take the titles in the summer um off Muddy Inc. and they, they, they flip flop them a couple of times. Um the SummerSlam they faced the Heavenly Bodies. Mm. I think that's quite a good match. I think that may be one of those sleeper matches. Yeah. But to um, me, the heavenly bodies are never, they're not a, again, it's perhaps the, the era that I'd... Um, well, well, here's, here's another match Because you look at guys like Johnny Rods that are in because of their training capability and Vern Gagnon, obviously, Vern is a, a promoter and you're pretty sure he went in just for the AAW tape library. Um, <laughs> And to give Greg a job for a year as, an, as a road agent. But Tom Pritchard is a trainer. Yeah. And a very good one. Um, he's a, he's then, a McCain now, isn't he? The Pritchard Jacobs Academy. Yep, that's right. And then the Steiners there uh, lose the titles to the Quebecers under Quebec rules. They're main eventing the Survivor Series. Uh, Taker, Lex Luger, Steiners against Yoko... Jacques Rougeau, Ludwig Borgen, Crush. They have the Rumble in 94 and they're pretty much off the pay-per-view card until they depart in the summer. And then the tags, the tag team scene then was... Oh, oh, <laughs> oh Marty Jannetty and the 1-2-3 Kid, Quebecers, Headstring, uh, Men on a Mission, and in the title match at WrestleMania... Um, Head shrinkers get the titles, then drop them to Diesel and Sean, and then that gets vacated the Survivor Series um, before um, one, two, three, Kid and Bob Holly win it, and then drop it to the Smoking Guns, who then drop it to um, Yoko. Uh, so yeah. maybe not the best time for tag team wrestling. Nothing devalues your tag belts more than when two random singles win it. <laughs> Just never really been a fan of that. It's, well, unless uh, they make it work like the Hollywood Bonds. Oh. Aye, that, but the Hollywood Bonds were a decent tag team. It's just when like, you get, like you say, one, two, three kids and Marty Jannetty. You're like, Hold on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my 97 watch long run. I'm going to get up to about, you know, a couple hours' time. Owen and Bulldog against Sean and Austin. Ah, There's Sean a match. Austin. It is a match, but I see, I, I was not a fan of 
Sean and Austin won in the belts. It's just Davey and Owen were different because they were like brother in laws. They were blah blah blah. Again, I'm going off on a tangent, but just nah, I don't like that. I, I always, I mean, I was brought up when they used to sort of tell the story like, um, oh, tag teams, it's a different skill as opposed to being a singles wrestler. You need different things and. It's like when Animal would wrestle like singles, it'd be, oh, he's brilliant in the LOD, but he's a, he's a tag wrestler, so he's maybe not as good as... And they use it to tell the story. He's maybe not as good as, say, some random heel. Um can't think who, but uh, it's like a sort of mid-card heel. It's just, oh, he can't do it because he's only a, a tag wrestler. And it's just, it's just a good way of explaining why somebody who's feuding with Animal or fighting Animal has a chance... Of beating them um, because you're sort of expected and you're you're thinking oh animals really good animals brilliant it's so powerful but I say that just it just adds another wee wrinkle and say I don't like it when they just give random Hawk did that earrings. very well in um, mid nineties WCW so he'd come in and he'd be a credible contender for a Rick Rude or something like that and then they'd put him in a tag and you know. We'll put Sting in with Hawk, but you know they don't have the same understanding that Hawk would have with Animal, and uh-huh. it, it can work. Um, there's oh, you've got to pay two checks argument, um, but then you look at the other side of it. If you put two guys together, there's nothing going on in the card, um, and they make it work. You know, probably the first one I remember that's um, Hollywood Blondes. But look, look at the new, look at the new day, um, which is now about. Seven years ago, they started that. Yeah. I still insist they missed a trick when they should have, when um, Kofi won the title, they should have had Big E turn on him. That would have made Big E and might have helped Kofi's reign because then it's a sort of emotional investment. It's a personal. But anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, Steiner's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think anyone would really disagree that they don't deserve it. Scott Steiner um, with a live mic. <laughs> Going to be fun. Uh, I, I loved actually. I loved the big pop of pump character. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, that really true. made him. Um, oh, I, 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 I've liked Steiner, you know, and, and seeing that, that the big pop of pump, and even the stuff with him and Bagwell. Um, you know, ninety nine WCW is a guilty pleasure. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, even even his TNA stuff. Um, and it'd be I'm I'm really looking forward to see how things pan out for his nephew or uh, Bron Breaker. Um and if they just say, you know, Paul, we all know he's a Steiner. Let him be a Steiner. He looks like a Steiner, he talks like a Steiner, he wrestles like a Steiner. Don't do the same mistake you did with, with Joe Hennig or Mike McGillicutty or Curtis Axel, you know? Hi, everybody knows. So just, we, I see, I'm we, quite happy if they if they reveal in a couple of months to say everyone knows I'm a Steiner. I tried to stay away from it because I wanted to make my own path. But my real name is this, and this is what I'm going to wrestle as going forward. It's uh, it's quite easy to do. Um, and it brings realness to the character, and you become more yeah, invested. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But anyway, anyway, so what other news have we got before we go into WrestleMania? Uh, Hall of Fame careers, uh, Triple H this week announced his retirement. 
big Triple H fan or to me I like Triple H um, I think in terms of headliners he's always sort of level below if that makes sense like you've got Hogan, Austin, Rock Sean and Brett then I think you've got one level down for me is sort of like Eddie Guerrero's Triple H these sort of people which is fine it's still a a hell of a good career, but please don't you know, see the... B plus player. There's been some podcasts that have been cancelled for that. Oh, Jesus, um, no, nah, that's nonsense. So, um, um, yeah, it's it's like if you were to gauge it and say nineties, you know, ninety out of a hundred, and like so, your Daniel Bryan's, I'd say, are sitting at your eighty-seven level. Yeah. Um, I yeah. It's like your elite face of the company crossover appeal, etc. And maybe he suffers from being too loyal and not, you know, pursuing the external opportunities like like John Cena's doing right now and doing very well. And yeah. that's still a gimmick that you and I have talked about. <laughs> Get Cena to commit for a, you know, six-month run or a drop-in, drop-out Hollywood Cena. Think it could work? I think so. I don't think he's as big as what he was. I don't think. I, I mean, your biggest oh, size wise. Yeah. Your biggest, aye, your biggest concern with Rock trying to work right now is Rock at his age is too big to work. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, if you looked at Hogan ninety seven size wise, it's a hell of a lot smaller than Hogan eighty seven. Why? Um, definitely, definitely. So, oh, what the Steiners and Triple H does he? It's a sad way to go out because I think he would have wanted to leave it in the ring. I think he would have been up for doing a gimmick match of loser has to retire or something like that. But sometimes it's a case of there you are and you need to accept that. Was it to say you've only got so many bumps on your bump card? Yeah, um, and I think I think. There was times he could have really done it, you know, I mean, with one of his NXT kids. Um, by the time he faced Rollins at 33, Rollins was already a multiple-time world champion. Um, you know, if he wanted to give someone that real big rub, he gave Batista his final match um, at 20... Not 29. Uh, 35. 35, yeah, WrestleMania 35. Um, I read uh, in 2019, had a match with Orton in Saudi, and I believe his last match was teaming with Nakamura at a house uh, in Japan. But I say, Triple H is trying, he's one of these good guys, student of the game, as they say. He gave us lots of good moments, lots of high moments. Perhaps we'll do a, a pod on our best and worst Triple H matches and segments because we all remember those 20-minute long opening Raw promos that were the same week in and week out. Uh, but that's had to go out, as I say. It's a guy who would have liked to have left it all in the ring and probably bow out a WrestleMania match or something just to have to sort of told that's you, you're, you're out. Um, but 
hey ho, it's, it's show has to go on. Um, I mean, you like to you so like it, to imagine he's still going to be around in some way, shape, or form. Um, we talk about the Hall of Fame. He went in as part of the act. Definitely deserving to go in by himself. Yes, and, he will. And, and probably in the first instance, um, he's probably likely to go in if they keep on doing this multiple <laughs> entries into the Hall of Fame. He goes in by himself as a head. Ah, that's fine. But I then don't, I don't think anyone was going to do that. And. Depending what side of the bed or what mood flares in, do they put evolution in? Yeah, we know that Batista's been announced and uh, he's waiting until there's a crowd in his schedule aligned. So you've got to say that Batista's going in soon as well. Um, but I, I thought it was a little bit of a soft way to put him in. Um, I remember the build up for that WrestleMania. He's like, I was looking for an easy time. He said, Oh, no, you're going into the Hall of Fame and you're, uh, you're wrestling Dave. I was like, They put him in as part of DX. I think it was that one more China in. Because some people wanted yeah. China in, but they didn't want to put them in or sell. Again, some of these weird... Well, it's, it politics. was some of these ones where it was like how they put Hall in the first example. It was like they put him in as Razor Ramon. Because if you, if you Googled if you Googled Scott, you get the negatives. Yeah. And I think um, Triple H has said it on his pod with Austin. Yeah, we can talk about the good things that China done, but when your kids go to Google her, <coughs> you get her latter career. <laughs> As an actress? Yes. <laughs> um, With X-Pac, a, two, a two-time Hall of Famer, uh, only person <laughs> to go into the Hall in consecutive years. Um, yeah, uh... WWE politics and and it's weird if I listen to Bruce's podcast last week and he says that uh, more people know Razor Ramon than know Scott Hall and I'm like mm, I think you might be drinking a bit of the Kool Aid there. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think in the Razor Ramon character it was a a steady Eddie mid carder. Yeah, but as we've said, best gimmicks. Are yourself turned up to eleven? Hundred percent. And um, yeah, it's Scott. And okay, just because it didn't happen on WWE t- TV, and they never got the best out of the return, and a lot of that was down to the booking. Scott Hall being Scott Hall was ten times better than Scott Hall's Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um. What else have we got before we're going to talk about WrestleMania and this sort of week's news? WrestleMania this week, of course, so WWE have announced the 38 top Mania moments, not matches, moments. Um, I want to pick some rather than read out the whole 38. Uh, what have we got? Number 37, Andre the Giant slams Big John Studd. I'm going to say that's WrestleMania 2. 1. One, as it says, they go right. That's which I remember what it was. 15,000 pound bounty on it. They've got to have something in from the first one. Um, that is it, isn't it? Either that or Liberace doing the can can. 
Liberace long passed away, probably won't make it into the celebrity wing unless they just do the Legacy Award. Um, what have we got? Sasha Banks, WrestleMania 32 entrance. Uh, with her cousin. Um, Wrapping her down to the ring. Snoop Doggy Dizzle. Okay, see, that's why you're here. You've got the memory. Um, the, the Ultimate Warrior defeats Hulk Hogan. Fair enough, I think that was. That was quite a big match. What rider on it? Babyface versus Babyface. WrestleMania 6. First Queen defeat. Yeah, so that that's fine. No, I feel that. Um, Kane attacks Pete Rose at number 31. Maybe that's a bigger deal in America with the whole baseball thing. This is the problem for us is the international market. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know who Pete Rose was. No. No, it's yeah, sure. Um, Triple H saves career versus Batista at number 30. Really, I can't even remember that. Um, that was WrestleMania 35. uh, Like I said before, we started recording. Let's be honest, it's never, it was never really in doubt when you've got (laughs) Batista saying, This is going to be my last match. So, you know, at least when it's a career match, sometimes you think, oh, yeah, that's a possibility. You know, Michaels, even Seven, um, Warrior against Savage. But, you know, we're in the social media generation. It's like, as good as at 36 with the Otis and Mandy Rose storyline with Ziggler, when she's on Instagram with pictures of her boyfriend, you don't really take it that seriously. It's like, remember, was it Lana was meant to be leaving Rusev and mm. they were on a storyline as well, and then she's now so bad we've just engaged on Instagram, and you're like, okay. Well, no, not like that, they're, they're on bloody um, Total Divas together. <laughs> Crazy. Um, what else have we got here? Ronda Rousey submits Stephanie McMahon. I think that was fine because that was a good match. Um, Degeneration X versus the NWO at number 25. On paper, that looks excellent. I I marked out like crazy for that one. Um, When that music hit, I was just like a kid again. Um, In terms of a moment, absolutely. Um, it's just one of these annoying things that WWE do that when they decide to do something, they often do it far, far too late. Um, well, we've got Hardy Boys Return, that was a good one. I mentioned it to you before, I watched that and walk about Glasgow, and the full building went up because remember the New Day came out and went, There's going to be one more team in this tag team match, and everybody was thinking, Oh, it's the New Day because they're in the wrestling gear, and then the Hardys come back, so that was good. Um, Bianca Belair wins the SmackDown Women's title. It's number 19. It might be that's one of those ones that's not designed for me. That's for young girls in the crowd, so that's cool if, if, they, if they enjoyed that. Uh, number 16, The Undertaker retires Shawn Michaels. I'll accept that. That was that was a moment. Um, I was there live for that one, so it will be for me. Um, what else have we got? Stone Cold wins first WWE title. Um, yeah, but 
the Austin era has begun. Tyson punching out Michaels. Yeah, I mean it, it starts a it starts a whole movement, doesn't it? Yeah. The, com- the company goes public on the back of that. Um, what else have we got? Ed Spears, Jeff Hardy. That's a moment. That has been in every WWE sort of video since then. Um, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth reunite. Yep. Kofi Mania at number seven. Is this one of these things with this modern bias? If it was that bloody important, why was it on the mid-card? For your WWE title. Now, I appreciate they had to... They were doing the, the women will main event WrestleMania for the first time. As a moment, yeah, it was good. It was it was nice. Um, I say I suspect that as the years go on, that one may fall down the list a wee bit. And uh, what have we got? The top five: Shawn Michaels beats Bret Hart in sudden death. Um, Shawn Michaels first WWE title win. I suppose that must go down as a big moment. Um, the boyhood dream has begun. You could argue that the entrance was just as... The, the entrance is probably a bigger moment. I know that sounds stupid, but iconic. Uh, that entrance was brilliant. I tell, I tell you what, it's it's a hard match to watch back. These one-hour I've weeks. not watched it in ages, right? I used to love it. Um, perhaps I'll go back and revisit it. Uh, but it's, I think it's one of those Marmite matches where you either love or hate it. Yeah. Um, I think if you were to be in a room with that just on, not have your phone, not on your tablet, or... I mean, it's possibly one of those matches that you could watch with your pal on Skype. Yeah. Um, it, again, I think... It's one of these things, right, where like if they had a match on Raw, it would go 12 minutes and somebody would win. So to then say you're going to go an hour and nobody's going to get a fall, stretching it a wee bit. But, hey, it's there. I mean, it's actually quite surprising for for the American audience, you know, who don't like our football because <laughs> it's low scoring and they're used to the, you know, the basketball style of, you know, end to end to do that. How do you, how do you prefer WrestleMania 12 versus Triple H Rock in terms of the Ironman matches. Fair point, because at least that one had falls in it. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Number four, Becky Lynch wins the, war, the first women's main event. Again, I'm going to fail that as an under not for me. That show, um, was, that show was too long. It was... Yeah. <laughs> and it was a shame... It was a shame for for the women as well because they were doing a, a brilliant job building it up. Um, but the crowd, it's one of these ones where the crowd were spent. You were, were 20 years on from WrestleMania 18. The crowd were spent after Rock Hogan. Yeah. Even though I mean, tri- Triple H against um, Jericho there's a notable exception again. Um, <laughs> he's actually doing some good work right now. But the the shot a load before that, unfortunately. Aye, that's a current employment status, isn't it? 
Oh, I think he'll be back sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. I think there's, I think there's one, there's one more. Um, one last one. I think so. I think, I think there's a, a at least a good three month program about a mania through to um, a mania through to, uh, sorry, a rumble through to through to WrestleMania. Um, so, and to be honest, he's got himself into much better shape than what he's been yeah, in. Yeah, he has. He's been, from what I've seen, um, he's not an avid AEW watcher, but from what I've seen, yeah, he's looking much better. Uh, what else we've got here? Andre the Giant is slammed by Hulk Hogan. Again, that's, I think that's... That's a moment. That is a moment. Um, again, if you go back and watch it through modern matches, it's pretty dull, it's a pretty plodding match. But for that moment, and people will say... Oh, one would been slammed hundreds of times before that. I know. But in the early to mid eighties, he did not have the internet, he did not know everything. What Vince McMahon or Lord Alfred Hayes or Mean Gene told you was gospel. That's what you believed, and Andre was unbeaten. He'd never been slammed. This was slammed him. This was protecting characters. Yeah. So yeah, that that's there for me. Number two, Seth Rollins cashes in. That was really? um, 31 when it was Lesnar against Reigns and it was the first Money in the Bank cash-in um, at WrestleMania. And again, I didn't quite get the logic behind that because two guys are having a match so I'm going to insert myself into this match which is not wait until one of them has won <laughs> rather than having a three-way. But hey-ho. Um, probably try to apply logic to an illogical situation. The crowd did, the crowd did go banana. I suppose, I suppose. Um, and then the last one, number one, is Brock Lesnar ends up Undertaker's streak. I remember <laughs> it. That's definitely one of those things you say, I remember where I was when I seen that happen. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, say. I mean, there's obviously, there's obviously a moment there that will never be discussed. Uh, yes. And... You know, Eddie and Chris WrestleMania 20. Uh, oh, I, I, again, like I, I was just about to say there, WWE lists are always very of the moment, shall we say. Or political. Ah, it's political of the moment and who they're friends with, right? Had they done this a month after WrestleMania 20, guaranteed that moment you talked about would have been top one or two. Uh, had they done it maybe a year. I, I'm trying to remember the timeline of when Benoit died. But, 2007. So there you go. Maybe a year later, it's still there. Um, and say they could have done another different moments. It's just all the time. You'll never, ever get a true reflection of WWE list because it's all about who they're friends with, who's on top, who's doing what. Like I suspect after this year and Triple H retiring, he'll have a couple moments in there. Was um, um, was Brett v Austin or any point of that match in uh, there? Because Austin's entrance at WrestleMania 13. Nope, that's not there. Not at all. Again, um, maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah, uh, Stone Cold. What you've got, Stone Cold, is you've got Stone Cold. But we mentioned uh, um, winning his first title, 
you've got Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon unite. Uh, Mr. McMahon gets a haircut and Austin's involved in that. Uh, that's it. Supply, surprisingly strange and very lacking of Steve Austin. Right, which brings us to the main event of the week, the main event of the year at WrestleMania. Uh, night one, they are going to go with, I think this is going to headline actually, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Um, you've got the Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, The Uthos versus Nakamura and Freddie Mercury lookalike, uh, The New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland, and Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Anything worth staying up for you there? Will you stay up for both nights or will you sort of see how you go? I think you have missed out the best part of the Saturday night, my friend. What's that? Is it they doing a shot of Brandy live? No, sadly, Brandy Rhodes' new cooking show is not going to make it on, although that is some other good news, another Brandy Rhodes reality show. <laughs> uh, no, we have our KO show with um, Steve Austin. I suspect that might be the main talking point of both WrestleMania nights. But um, I, I believe at present it is advertised for the Saturday. <laughs> and... It might be similar to 36, where they give you that nice nostalgia, go away, tune in tomorrow, because if it is Becky against Bianca, and you would expect Bianca to go over, is it too copy and paste from last year? Mm, The problem is, I don't know, if anybody let me struggle remember last year. Last year was Bianca, Sasha. On the Saturday night main event. Ah, Before, not actually Saturday night's main event, but the Saturday night main event of WrestleMania. Was, it, was last year the one that was pouring with rain? Yeah. Everyone, it was Joel getting, having to wear a poncho and getting future endeavoured a week later. <laughs> and then coming back, winning the title, then having to retire. Um, what happened in your third role? Uh, I'm going to say, look at, it's quite sad for me the way Drew's fell down the card. Um, Obviously. I think it's. I think with Drew is that he did so much during the pandemic that you really didn't want to have the audience sick of him. So True. just have him that little bit away. Um, and he's going to sort of holding part for a while, isn't he? Yeah, and then come back. I mean, going back to to the main event, it was like when they were putting Cena over and you were just getting tired of it. No, okay, at 21, he was second last on the card when he took the title of JBL. But then 22, he defends against Triple H. It's like, did you really need him to defend? Could you have, because he'd already lost it to Edge, regained it, then defended it. And then he retains it against Sean. At 23. Is that the triple threat? Oh no, it was one each, wasn't it? It was Ben Wallet facing the triple threat, I'm forgetting. Yeah, uh, I, you're right. I and then 24, um, they were lowered down the card um, in a triple threat against Orton, Orton Triple H, and Cena, because Edge and Taker main evented that year. Yeah. 
but you know, we, we grew up with you know Hogan, but at least they felt different. Yeah. You know, you know. So you had the tag at one, then you had Bundy in the cage. Andre's a bigger challenge. He drops down the card, gets out of the picture. Savage gets his moment. Savage gets the year. Hogan then ret- regains the title at five and drops it at Six six before regaining it at seven and rides off into the sunset, or so we thought, brother, mm-hmm. um, at eight. Then nine, of course, comes in to pick the ball up after Brett dropped it. I will not sit here and listen to your Brett bashing. Then, <laughs> uh, of course, what was that was Hogan's last one till 18, is that right? 18. Oh, well, the 19 was a moment where Vince McMahon's little blood pose. Remember his devil pose when he yeah. pops up? Or somebody said, like, Linda standing up in the Vince and Shane match at 17 was a moment. <laughs> Vince's leg drop off a ladder through the announce table at 19. Or Piper's return at 19, that same match. Yeah. That's what we should maybe do. We should maybe go and pick and try and debate and settle on one moment from each of the WrestleManias, what we would have as our moments. Maybe do that for a pod further down the line. Um, see where we, we stand with it. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, so look, looking at night one, Becky v. Bianca, the storyline's there. Becky comes back at SummerSlam, gets a cheap win, hasn't been defeated for this title in three years, even though she relinquished it, and then they did that stupid swapping title things that they do. Um, oh, anything. But, yeah, it's they're two of the top females on the roster. They deserve a spot. I still think we're going to be looking at Owens, the KO show in Austin, and depending what we get. And I'm still intrigued as to what we get. I'm not sure we're going to get the, was it WrestleMania 21? Piper's Pit with Austin and yeah. Carolito. <laughs> um, Dominic and Rey Mysterio against the Miz and Logan Paul. Oh, man. That's... Rey Mysterio's a Hall of Famer. 100%. You like well, what they're trying to do with Dominic. And I don't think a heel turn or son turning on father is going to be believable. Miz, yeah. Miz we've, we've just seen so much of him for for too long, I'm afraid. Um, and maybe we're a generation out to appreciate what a Logan Paul is. Um but yeah, Drew uh, versus Happy Corbin. You just—I don't know what they're doing with Corbin, you know, because he comes in six years ago since he won the the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and I mean, he should be a guy, you know. He's got the size, he's got the charisma, and I just don't. Know. I think in terms of a mid-card match, it'll be 
fine, but again, this is another former champion in a mid-card match. They probably gave away a match that would really have been good um, or was good and was certainly WrestleMania worthy um, with this match and feud with Sheamus. Um, this time last year, they just they threw it away in the, in the February pay-per-view. Yeah, that, that I said that as well, that they a match, backstory that writes itself, build up from Survivor Series or Rumble, you get a more than decent doesn't need to be main event, can be same main event that people will care about. Seamus is one of these guys that I think is a good hand to have in the roster, but the last time that you said, oh, I really can't wait for the Seamus angle, when was that? Ten years ago? Yeah. I mean, Seamus won his first title December 2009. Nine? So the 12. tables match, wasn't it? Extreme, or what's the Extreme Rules or something like that? Or it might have been TLC, it was certainly a table match. TLC, that's 12 years ago. That's from Bret Hart's debut to Bret Hart's departure, <laughs> which is madness. Yeah. Um, Usos against Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Thank goodness Pat McAfee's on the Sunday night, so at least we get the McAfee-Nakamura entrance, which <laughs> I enjoy. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure, but... You know, is Nakamura now just a guy that's happy to be there and get a paycheck? I think because, so. Because that's a former Royal Rumble winner and his pre-WWE career. <laughs> it's, it's solid. The Usos, the Usos debuted in 2010. That's 12 years ago as well. It's like... And, and they haven't been away to come back. This is... This is why you're actually looking forward to maybe talent flip-flopping between two promotions? Yeah, I would give them a fresh coat of paint, as someone likes to say. Um, but it's, problem... it's, 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 what, it's, what they, it's what they do or, or how they bring them back. I mean, we're going to talk about the greatest wrestler in the world in his own mind um, returning. Still I say we've not even touched on that yet, and still don't know what to do with them. And, and, I've, and I've said this before. I just, I just don't see what they're, um, what they're going to do. I mean, you'd actually want to see him be totally emasculated. You know, put him in polka dots, make him kiss Triple H's ass, and work his way back up. I mean, I was surprised watching Raw last week when Rollins was on. There was actually a few Cody chants going on because, you know. No, I mean, not they'll bring him in, he'll make news. And it, a lot of ways, it's not even down to how you do as a talent in WWE. It's how they use you. Um, yeah. He, I think he'd have to be asking to feud with oh put it this way if you were Cody right you're Cody and you're in with Vince and he says okay tell me my next feuds for the next year you're going to get one with Rollins right so you get Rollins is a decent start you'll get two or three matches there who else are you asking to work with who who works well with Cody who who has that talent that's 
you've left AEW in your sort of position of power for? Who who is the who's the the, the most work with talent? You're looking at who you're going to get the good feuds out of. You know, you could have a Cody and Brandy against Miz and Maurice. But he's probably too young for that. Are, are people going to tune in for Cody v AJ Styles? Are people actually going to tune in for Cody? Listen, I mean, they say he's signed. I actually think the best thing that Cody could have done or could do would be take some time off, enjoy some time with your, your wife and your, your newborn child, and then go back to AEW and do what you said you were never going to do before and get the World Championship and go, you know, Flair Mid-A's, Triple H, O3 type of heel champ. And the, like I said, I'm still, I'm still not convinced he's going to appear. Um, his agent's a guy that brought up on legal action from TNA to WWE. <laughs> the, the money, you know, now... If Tony, they're saying that you know Tony Khan's not paying him the money he wanted. Is he get? Is he going to? Is he going to get more than the two to three million a year that Owens is supposedly getting? I wanted punk money, didn't he? That was yeah. the thing. He wanted punk money. And then, the and, and then the outside projects as well, because once he goes to WWE, he's not getting his you know spot on. The, the Turner Network. Nope. So we shall see. They're leaving it awful late. Again, we, we go back to these things that are not planned out. Modern booking. Anyway, um, night two. We are oh, expecting. We haven't finished night one yet. We've got. Oh. Woods. Uh, We've got the new day. Against Sheamus and Ridge Holland. I guess there's a storyline there because they just broke Biggie's freaking neck. And that should write itself. You're right, that should write itself. And if the KO feud doesn't close the show, then Rousey Flair certainly does. <laughs> the problem is they'll they've been that's two that's both females world titles matches on night one and Austin it's a whole lot in it a so whole lot you have to imagine they're going to start the show with one of them aye probably Becky aye probably I think Becky's the, the start of night one um, and Ronda will finish it we'd assume well WWE, you can never assume. Um, so, yeah, that's night one. Night two, you've got Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. And uh, let's get these girls on the card match. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Anything goes. Pat McAvee versus Austin Theory. I think I might be a wee sleeper match, that one. I think so. Arky- RK Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy for the tag belts. Edge versus AJ Styles should be quite good. And then Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Anything catch your eye there? 
or roll it. I mean, the women's tag titles. <laughs> I'm enjoying the Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley team. Um, Shayna Baszler, she's tagging well, and it should be Natalia. And as much as, you know, Natalia's from a, a wrestling royal family, it's again, we've just seen her for too long now. Yeah, I mean, uh, when was that? When was she debuted? She must be almost seven or six, something like that. Yeah. So, again, um, Carmella, never really been a fan. Of, I mean, Queen Zelina, uh, real life stories, a, a cracker. I mean, but she's such a good natural heel. I mean, Queen Zelina is, uh, or Tia Trinidad, um, husband, uh, father, sorry, passed away in the towers in 9 11. Uh, All right. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. What's I that? that? I had heard that before. I forgot oh. I had, but I. Car- Carmela, um, oh, got no interest. I mean, if we talk about, you know, Cody and Brandy, then Cody and Carmela are, you know, the wish version. <laughs> the fact, the fact that shows on YouTube sums it up. Um, Sasha and Naomi's just fit them on, fit them on the card. The the women's tag team titles when they got rid of the the only true tag team. With the iconics, yeah, but I mean, that, I think that's part of the whole um, secondary revenue stream. Uh, because if you've got either of those two on Instagram, they're making an absolute mint and uh, very enjoyable to watch as well. Johnny Knoxville against Sami Zayn, I think it's gonna be hilarious. Um, ah, yes, and, and you do need the comedy match, yeah. Uh, not not for two hours every week like hey, no. um but no I think I think that'll be good. There's some people that are cross because of how long Daniel Bryan was kept out for, and uh, Johnny Knox Johnny has got a brain tumor. But no, I think that's going to be really good, or it's not not good. You know, it's not going to get seven stars in the Tokyo Dome, but I certainly think that may yeah. provide a moment. Um, McAfee against Austin Theory. Looking forward to that. McAfee's entertaining as hell, as is Austin Theory. Um, I don't think we'll see Vince out, or maybe he might just appear to give a, a slap to Theory if he loses, a la you know, Big Show WrestleMania 15. Um, RK Bro, I'm enjoying, and Alpha Academy, I'm really enjoying as well. The Street Profits, I don't get. Um, I don't really see what separates them from the rest of the pack. Um, Edge AJ Styles will be fantastic, and but the main event Lesnar against Roman Reigns. This will be their third outing. Unless and, and if Rollins is trying to get onto the card, did they go back in history? Whereas WrestleMania thirty one. And Rollins interrupted that, albeit in a Money in the Bank case. Does he even just try and interrupt to get his spot on the card? <laughs> and uh, gets annihilated by both of them. Interesting to see what happens afterwards, the unification, because, you know, Brock's put a hell of a lot of dates in so far since he came back. 
Hard that's true. Hardly missed a week. Um, I think he's actually having fun now for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and after all these years, and it's his influence as well. Um, recently, a podcast was saying, you know, uh, Natalia was, you know, you know, Brock's actually in Gorilla watching all the matches and critiquing. <laughs> well, you think, you know, Natalia, you've probably had more matches in the last three years than Brock's had in the last ten. But um, we, we talked about uh, Extreme Rules. It's, it's having that natural talent and, and having the stroke to do what you want. And when he kicked his way out of the chamber, you know, it's just feeling a crowd and being able to respond. Uh, nobody and, else does that. We said that. Nobody else does that. I'd be nobody able to, does that in a women's match. So, all in all, I'm, I'm quite excited about it. The... Um, Andre the Giant Balrog is going to be on SmackDown again this year. Is it? We'll have the Hall of Fame on the Friday night. The, the thing for me, right, the judge of me, for me is always, do you want, after watching WrestleMania, do you want to then tune in to Raw? Does it give you that, I could do with some more of this feeling? Um, the night after WrestleMania Raws are usually one of the better ones of the year. Uh, so that's again, that's where, you, that's where you see returns or or debuts. Um, does Braun Breaker come up to the card that night? Do you wonder if they're going to hold Cody back and just put him in there? Well, when's the um? There's the NXT pay per view as well, isn't there? Which is the the Dusty Classic. Does he does he appear there to present the winner? Do they gauge the crowd reaction? And decide what they're going to do with them, because I'm actually struggling to see how do you fit him into that current roster. Lashley might be appearing on Raw tonight. Um, but I think he was injured. But how does how does Cody fare up against Brock, Roman, Drew, or Lashley? Exactly. Because, you know, he's not going to be a credible heel challenger to them, physically. And I don't (laughs) think he's going to be a plucky baby face. Well, he seems to think he wants to be a baby face. The whole world tells him he's a heel, but he wants to be a baby face. (laughs) Well, this is the whole thing as well. It's like, I think we talked about this. In our history of watching WWE, we, and we heard heel and face mentioned about once, and that was Cena before Lesnar returned 10 years ago. On AEW, they seem to do it every week. <laughs> but I think I think they do cater for an audience of two, one being Tony and the other being Dave. Yeah. Um, any other news that we have missed, or do we put a, a lid on this and come back next week and give our opinions on whether the show was better, worse, or as we expected. I think I'm going to go back and keep on watching my 97 series and (laughs) I will speak to you a week today and we will catch up and exchange our WrestleMania experiences. And we might even try and make it a three-way or a four-way, but Simon should be back and Xander should be found out by his girlfriend. So, uh, yeah, um, well, all I need to do is thank you for 
coming on. I say this will come out on Wednesday, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we'll probably be tired, so we'll try and get it out for Wednesday, Thursday next week. Um, see what we can do. But Craig, thank you as always. Always a pleasure, buddy. Um, thank you all for listening. And yeah, we will speak to you on the other side of WrestleMania, which depending if you watch it live or if you watch it on the network or on the cock, it might take you quite a while to watch as it's expected to be about four hours each night, which is always fun for us Brits. Uh, but no, thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you again soon. And as always, we love your feedback. We love your Twitter interactions. Um, although Sai controls the Twitter and tends to, to mark out for Brett quite a lot. But hey-ho, uh, thank you for listening. We'll speak to you again very, very soon. was a Quite the Thing media production.